Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. This week it's all about the guests. I know that the podcast is predominantly about the guests anyway, as I keep banging on about the guest experience. But this week I have brought someone on who loves being a wedding guest almost as much as I do. My friend Danny Grufferty, who is also a comedian, she has been to many, many weddings and she's at that stage in her life where she gets invited to a load of weddings. So I invited her around this week and we had a lovely chat about different weddings, about our thoughts on things. We did veer off into uh, general chit-chat as well, uh, so I hope you enjoy that. But let's jump straight in. Hi Danny, how are you? Hi Sarah, I'm fine, how are you? Very good, welcome to Podcast Towers, uh, aka my living room, lovely to have you here. It's a pleasure, lovely living room. (laughs) Thank you very much, thank you. I'm really pleased that you've come on the podcast today because as listeners will know, I've spent a lot of time chatting about lots of specifics of uh, weddings, but I have obviously not really interviewed anyone yet about the most important thing to me in a wedding, which is of course the wedding guest. So that you'd be a great person to have on for us to natter about the joys of being a wedding guest at all of these different weddings that we get invited to. Yes, well, I love being a wedding guest. So good, as do good to Because yeah. <laughs> I think you've got quite a few weddings this summer, have you? Uh, not, not going forward, but I've had a few already, yeah. A few abroad. A few um, abroad, nice. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's been quite nice, but I'm at that age, I guess, where a lot of people are getting married. But I don't go to that many, to be honest. Like, I'd like to go to a few more. How many do you think you average in a season? Maybe three. That's all right. Mm. I think that's a lot. A lot of my friends go to far more. Why do you think it is that you're not going to more, then? Uh, I think maybe it's that people don't like me um, (laughs) and don't want to invite me. I don't quite make the cut. I think I've got a lot of different friendship groups, and I think maybe I'm, like... I just don't make the cut on a few. You're like periphery friends. Yeah. I think I'm I'm sometimes that type. I've got my close friends, but then I kind of float around a bit, you know. Um, I also think, and I think this is an interesting thing, but um, I know growing up, my mum never got invited to as many as she might, in terms of her fr- her friendship circle, in terms of some of her friends and how many they got, they got invited to. I remember my sister saying, oh... I think it's because like she um she would be invited on her own and sometimes that I don't know I don't know if that puts off couples but sometimes it might be easier if there's just a plus one and then you invite someone in the plus one so like I'm single myself and I think sometimes uh, weddings are very couple affairs and sometimes I feel like the only single one there I do sometimes think whether when people are planning their wedding they just like things to be really even Mm. Therefore, they just like to have even numbers for everything. Yeah. But I have also found that, because I'm also single, I've been to weddings and the only other single people have been blood relatives of mine, which isn't helpful. If you've got a singles table just with your blood relatives, that's not (laughs) great, is it? No, you're not going to be having a fun evening at the end of the night. 
No, and I also think some people shy away from singles tables, and I'm like, guys, bring it on, I need a singles <laughs> table. Because um, the wedding in Nice, actually, my, my, me and my friend Joe, I think we were like the, literally the only single people there. But because we're best friends, and because we like do everything together, everyone thought we were together. So like, you know, I wasn't getting any lads coming up to me, maybe because they just didn't fancy me, but I was, I was trying to like make out that we weren't together, because we're not together. I think but, it's important um, to make that clear to people yeah. early on. But you can't like, hold up a sign there can you because we were chatting to a couple and then later on they said oh where's your boyfriend and I was like he's not my boyfriend <laughs> I seemed really offended but um yeah uh, my friend Laura's wedding uh, when I gave my speech I listed out all of the bridesmaids and kind of their their current living situation so I was like as you can all see Caroline is pregnant she is married to Tom as you can see Bryony is here with her child like they they have got things going on. I, however, very much available. <laughs> oh, that's almost sad. I'd be like, oh, I, oh, I did it in a very okay, charming anyway. way. Oh, I'm sure you did. It was a kind of like you know, green is for go. Single. Yeah. I um I did pull the best man um, once, and he said that in a speech. Not not about me. He said, "Girls, I am single." He was like, it was just on a plate literally and then a few of us went in after his speech um, I do find that weddings in my 20s like there were lots more single people there and it was fun 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 weddings in your 30s especially the later you get to your 30s there's no single people mm. there and the ones who are there have got baggage mm. so they want mm. to tell you about their divorce I don't want to hear about your no. divorce they want to tell you about the kids I don't want to hear about children I'm never going to meet. You know, it's just like, oh, what a bore. So I find that frustrating. You might meet them if you become their um, evil stepmother no, one day. No, they can, oh. they can live with their mum until okay. they're 18. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that there's... Yeah, as I've got older, definitely there's been fewer and fewer single people. Uh, which is, you know, a happy thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe what the plan is then is to find the date before the wedding and then you just make out to the bride and groom that you're actually in a much more serious relationship than mm. you actually are. But that, but then if you're not into... If he doesn't make you laugh and then you have to go to a wedding with him... Yeah, but you're effectively just taking a beard with you, aren't you? You know, you just... It's like a cover. Mm. And then when you're at the wedding, you can change him. For a better one. Okay, yeah. I should be taking notes. <laughs> or just find a better one, yeah, yeah. Just find a better one. Yeah. I don't know where the better ones are, because I've done quite the survey, mm. and they're not, they're not there. People say weddings are a great place to meet people. I've never found that. No, like, I mean, not not a long term. I've never met someone who's told me that the, they met their spouse-to-be at a wedding. So... I was at a gig recently and I was chatting away to the MC and his uh, partner and I just said, how did you meet? And she said, he's stag do. No. And obviously I laughed. I was like, that's funny. And they were like, no, we're serious. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is brilliantly bonkers. Yeah, I know. And he just said he just said he knew. Like they got chatting and he was like, I'm making a mistake. And they've been together like years and years. But I'm pleased he decided that before the wedding. It would have been better if he mm. decided that before the engagement. Yeah, and the stag do, yeah. Yeah. Well, people... I think they were abroad as well, so it was quite expensive mistake, I think, for his friends. But that's okay. 
Well, the, but the, the boys wouldn't care about that because mm-hmm. boys love stag dudes because they like to throw money at things. They like to go on a foreign trip. True. And if they get to do that twice... Yeah. Like, that I is I don't think they're married, you know. It's like the four weddings and the funeral thing. When you meet the one, you don't want to marry them. You're like, nah. You know. I bet they still have some married. kind of thing just because Party. boys love stag dudes. Yeah. Now, I think you've been a bridesmaid before for one of your friends, is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So once. did you organise the hen do? No. No. <laughs> Shirking your responsibilities there. Yes, yeah. It was a dream, really. The Hendy was on my 30th birthday. Um, So I think they were, Mm -hmm. I know. No, I I I allowed it because I I don't like my birthday. So I was like, no, I just, I'll have my best friend's Hendy on my birthday. And it actually worked out really well. And they were very sweet about it in the evening. But yeah, I, because I, you know, the pressure of doing something big for your 30th, I didn't want that. So I was like, this works. And, um, yeah, so the sister, the lovely sister, Sophie, so the bride was Elise, Sophie organised Hindu in Bath, and it was really nice. But, yeah, I didn't really have to do very much. And maybe they they were behind me set telling everyone how lazy I was, but they didn't seem annoyed <laughs> or anything. And but if it was your birthday, I guess they were thinking she should also yeah. be celebrated along with the bride. Yes, perhaps. And I did help with, like, wedding day stuff. Like, just the Hindu, I was kind of, just took a back seat. Yeah, because I think bridesmaids are very busy on the wedding day. So we were up at, like, 6am doing stuff. Yeah. Like, but it was a very sort of um, crafty type wedding. Oh, was it? Which was nice, yeah. What kind of crafts did they have? Well, I say crafts. I mean, they were, like, jam jars with flowers in. Yeah, that's we nice. we still had to hang them up. Yeah, and I like it was outside, mm-hmm. beautiful day in July, about two years ago, yeah, and... Um, the ushers and um, the lads all worked hard, but we were... Did we were they, though? Earlier. Well... It's the thing I hate most at a wedding is an usher. Because they never take it seriously enough. They don't seat people properly in the venue, especially if it's in a church. Drives me insane. They think all they've got to do is turn up, hand out the order of service, and then get drunk. No. Is that not what they have to do? Well, if, if I was king of the world, what I would do... Queen, no, because I just think King of the World sounds so ridiculous. Because, you know what I mean, it's not a real thing, so you may as well just be utterly be. ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just think what I would do is I would impose very strict rules on people who were ushers and that they would have to go on a training course ahead of them being an usher. Wow, you, you are a bridezilla, yeah? Uh, you would be. I, I wouldn't be a bridezilla, but I'm a bridesmaidzilla because it's, some, it's somebody else's day and it annoys me if other people are going to spoil someone else's day i'd actually be quite calm on my own day because i wouldn't care but if someone's going to mess something up for my friend i get really cross okay but i think they should go on a training course where they understand that some guests are more important than other guests it's a reality therefore they should know what all the parents look like what the grannies and all the aunties and uncles look like what the best best friends look like so that they can be seated in the seats that they're meant to be in because i've been to a wedding before and um, I said to the usher, I said, oh, my name is Sarah. Um, where should I sit? And he was like, well, wherever you want. I was like, no, 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 I think there will be a specific seat that I'm meant to sit in. Did you speak like that as well? <laughs> no, I didn't. I spoke in a normal voice, but I'm kind of adding time to it. Uh, and he said, well, I just don't know. And I sat in a, any old seat, cross. Because I thought, this isn't where I'm meant to be sat. Mm. There's clearly a seat at the front for me because I'm a very close friend of the couple getting married. I should have a better view than where I'm currently sat. So I was cross for the whole service uh, and furious at their inefficiency 
of allocating people seats. And then later on, the bridegroom were like, why are you sat at the back when you were supposed to be oh. like on that? And I was like, I know. And I asked the ushers and they knew nothing because they're inefficient. Do you know what? I do think, I'm not sure I'm, I would be an aisle walker, but if I was walking down the aisle and I saw like my best friends at the back and people I didn't like, you know, distant relatives near the front. You'd be furious. I'd be fuming. Yeah. Which is I'd why these things them are, yeah. before I got to the front, you know. Why these things are important. So I think ushers should basically be told, these are the people yeah. important, I want them in these kind of rows. And also, feel, like, take people down. If someone arrives and they're clearly in their 70s, you don't just say, hello. You say, oh, you must be, and find out who they are and be like, we've got a lovely seat for you, and walk them down and sit them there. Like, you know, you've got ages. You've got, like, half an hour to fill mm. in the time. Like, surely you've got enough hosting skills within you to get these people into the seats and make everyone feel all warm and snuggly before the day even begins. I, th- I think that's very fair enough. I think it is. I, I think it is. I think it'll be interesting to see if you don't feel that way when you're a bride. I think I'm going to be a, a very calm bride. Mm, I've already we'll planned see. my day out. Okay. Oh. As in your wedding. I know exactly what's going to happen. Because okay. I think it's important to, you know, be prepared. <laughs> because, you know, these things... Life changes quickly. Yeah. It could happen you like... I have a spare wedding plan in your yeah. drawer. Uh, so I'm not that fussed about my dress or anything. Oh, what? That's the only thing I think I'm bothered no, about. No, couldn't care less. I'll just okay. wear a dress. Like, okay. a na- like a dress I like. I'm not saying I'm going to wear one I don't like. But just a nice dress. Ideally short, because I like short dresses. Um, and then I would just get the bus to Covent Garden. Get married in the Actors' Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd quite like the reception at the Phoenix Arts Club on Charing Cross oh, Road. nice. Yeah. Nice. I think I might elope. Yeah. I think that's a nice thing as well. Yeah. And maybe have a party. Definitely yeah. a party. And then you can have two dresses, which is what I want. So why is it all about the dress? Because um, because I kind of like a Victorian Edwardian chic. Amazing. Um, and you can't really wear it day to day. <laughs> get home wearing it at a wedding. So there's this um, fashion designer. Um, I think she runs shrimp. Um, she was in Vogue the other week. She designed her own wedding dress, and it was literally Victorian. It was a bit too frilly, but it was definitely the type of thing I would go for. But it was proper, like, vintage and, like, flowy and, like, you know, sort of hippie-ish, but it was Victorian style. Um, yeah, so I would go for something along those lines. And then you need, like, a party dress as well, which is not... Because my wedding dress will be high-necked, high, um, long sleeves, gloves, all covered up, mainly because my mother would just cry if I wasn't completely covered. Um, she's one of those. Um, so you've got to be modest on your wedding. <laughs> modest all the time, like, you know, really. There's modest yeah. and then there's overkill, I feel. See, I, I, in terms of fashion, I think it's nice when wedding dresses are high necks, long sleeved. I just think it's nice. I do like a sleeve. I wish more women's clothing had sleeves and pockets. Oh, yeah. But that's just sex, like the patriarchy, isn't it? All our clothes should have pockets. Men get pockets. Isn't it weird that they don't have pockets? Yeah. Like, because I get so excited if I buy a dress and it's oh, got no. pockets in it. No. Like, I shouldn't be that excited about something to put my hands in. Wow. I, I think it's perfectly legitimate that you get excited about that. I think it's also, like, a comfort thing, maybe. You can just put your hands in and, I don't know. I love it. There's nothing yeah. better. 
My bridesmaid dress the other week had pockets in it. Really? Yeah. That's good. And it's all I've told people about the I do like, I do absolutely loathe bags, I've got to say. Like, they're just really annoying. Well, also, I don't really carry anything in my bag, but I feel as though I've got to have it, so I've got somewhere to put my phone and my house keys. Yeah. But if I had pockets all the time, like, if I was guaranteed to have a pocket, then they would just be there all the time. Because what, what else do you need to have in your bag? I think if I was a man and had pockets, I would get stuff nicked all the time. I'd put it in my back pocket and then forget about it. I do find it fascinating when I see people on their bikes and they've got their phone in the back pocket and as they're like cycling oh, away, you can that. see their phone like moving further and further up. And I, I think hazards is coming. Yeah, I'm like, one day my phone will fall out and a car will run over it. But it's not today, hopefully. But does someone not just come and take it? Yeah, probably. And also I cycle while on my phone, which is, I know, I'm really bad. I'm terrible. Um, I don't cycle in London much, though. Yeah, it does cycle. I think that's yeah. scary. Um, my sister's uh, trained to be a nurse, and we've really gone off on the tangent. <laughs> it's so all right. going to talk about air pollution in London. <laughs> she um, uh, looked, at, looked at a guy's lungs. He's, you know, a 30, 30-year-old guy who's lived in London all his life, works in the city. He had the lungs of a 40-year-old 40 40 year smoker. And it was simply because he cycled every day in central London. That is terrifying. Yeah. Well, here's a note to cyclists out there. Mm. Get a face mask. Yes. And don't worry about the fat people stare. They can get over it. Yeah. Because I think those face masks will be the same way people view um, cycling helmets. Yeah. Like, if right. someone hasn't got... Like, if I see someone cycling they haven't got a helmet on, I'm like, you're insane. You care more about your hair than your skull. That's madness. You're now going to tell me you don't wear a helmet on you. <laughs> I've got a cap on today though does that count it might it might protect me a little bit no because I I actually don't I cycle down one road to get to the train station and I walked here from Vauxhall so it's not like I'm on like really busy roads but yeah you're right I should wear a helmet just I'm, t- I'm silly just wear one I know I know because it'll it'll help you in the long run help me survive yes yeah. <laughs> anyway back on but you see this is the kind of thing that people talk about at weddings because I do find cycle helmets everything. Do you not yeah. find that you kind of end up chatting about really random things with people you've never met? Yeah. When you're sat next to them. Yeah. Um, I'm often sat with friends. Honestly, I have been to a lot of weddings where I don't know anybody else though. So I've got to like. I've never had that. Oh, you've you've got to kind of like beef yourself up, as it were, before you go and have some really good a few com- shots. Yeah. Well, just some good conversation topics, like ready. To, to talk to people about and if you sit with a table of people who are keen to speak to a new person quids in if you sit with a table of people who are clearly all mates and you're the one person they don't know and all they want to do is catch up because they've not oh, seen each other in a while feeling. awful because they're just like because then i'm just like oh so the reason we're talking about this is and you're like it's fine honestly i'll just sit and listen you guys just enjoy yourselves until pudding and then i'll find someone else to play with so I was, um, the wedding in Nice I was at recently, it was like an NUS, National Union of Students, like royalty wedding. It was two former officers of USA, um, Edinburgh Students Association. Uh, they met when they were both elected officers there. They didn't vote for each other, and then they kind of fell for each other when they were working. Really sweet story. But I was sat at the NUS table, which was really rowdy, and we were laughing at all the really in-jokes about like student politics and stuff. And then, because the bride is a BBC journalist, there was the table, like, near us, which had Andrew Neil on it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and they were just, like, sitting there, kept looking at us, kind of like, what are all these weird in-jokes about, like, student politics that we don't get? 
Um, but I also I feel I feel like with things like that, like um, people need to really get into the speeches and they need to laugh and enjoy. It's like a, a comedy gig. You've got to like get into the atmosphere and then it will make it better for everyone. I get very frustrated if people don't respect the speeches. Mm. Because, yeah, of course, some of them are going to be a bit rubbish. Fact. It's just the way it is. But the likelihood is the people who are giving speeches have paid for the day. Yeah. And also the other people who are going to give giving speeches are the people who the bride and groom love the most. Yes. So, therefore, you've got to engage and you've got to listen. So, you should be on the edge of your chair. You should be listening. You yeah. should be laughing Smiling, at the tiniest laughing. thing. Yeah, because they're nervous. Yeah. So, like... You know, if no one's responding, they're going to get more nervous and it will be even more shit. Like, I'm not saying it was already shit. Like, they were great. <laughs> but, like, you've got to... And I gave a speech myself. I know you have. Like, yeah. it's really quite scary speaking in front of your friends and family. And short of the better, yeah? Uh, but, like, you know, I, I've had people give me a look sometimes during speeches because I've been laughing loudly. And I'm like, no, you need to, like stop being so uptight and you need to like enjoy yourself. You see I personally think there's like a code when you're invited as a guest to someone's wedding because you've made the cut you know what I mean you're effectively like a chosen one you've remained on that spreadsheet you haven't been put onto the the other tab that's like if loads of people drop out and invite these people Mm. you know you've you've remained on the course sheet of that spreadsheet so therefore you've got to adhere to the rules so you turn up on time you turn up enthusiastically you buy something off the bloody gift list or whatever the instructions are. And when you're at the wedding, you're absolutely present and engaged. So you don't get smashed the night before and turn up with a raging hangover. You chat to people politely that you've never met before. Mm. Of course, you talk to the mums and dads that you don't really know. Oh, or I love talking know. to the parents, yeah. Yeah, I do as well. Um, in the, the aunts and uncles. And you kind of... Because they want to know about their daughter or son's yeah. friends and, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's really lovely. And then in dinner, you just talk to all the people who are around you. You dance when the bit is you're meant to dance and you take pictures of them cutting the cake even though you're never going to do anything with that picture. You know, you've got to throw yourself into it. And if you don't do that, you shouldn't have gone in the first place. Yeah. Like, if you're going there begrudgingly and being like, oh, another bloody wedding, don't. it's not compulsory. They'll be bloody delighted that you've RSVP'd. No, because that's one less person. I, I know there's like a financial thing when people do moan about another wedding, but I do get a bit mm, when people say it all the time and moan about quite good friends that are getting married and that they have to go to like, I don't know, up north or somewhere for it. I, I don't know, I just think like you should be quite honoured that you're invited, really. Totally And agree. I know it's sometimes expensive, but you should get quite a lot of notice and like it's like a mini holiday and if they're your friends, like it's nice to make the effort. Um, I don't know, I've always enjoyed going to them and finance aside, I know it's genuinely can be difficult when you're invited to like 20, but I'm not, so it's quite nice. I see it as like a nice day out. So when you're invited to a wedding, let's say for a summer season, do you buy one outfit that you wear to all of them or would you buy a different outfit for every single wedding? Okay, so I buy the vast majority of my clothes in charity shops. Um, I don't I don't really like... Um, I'm very fussy when it comes to clothes, uh, so I tend to go for like um, just a sort of not like a cocktail, yeah, like a cocktail dress or something smart. Um, what are those dresses called? You know, when they've just got like 
It's a bit, a bit like a Jackie O, sort of to the knees, high neck, like a shift dress. Shift dress. Couldn't think of the term. It's like that's not a cocktail dress. Yeah, it's it like if it's zhuzhed up. Yeah, it's definitely okay. a cocktail dress. I've just said I'm really into fashion, and I can't find a word <laughs> that I'm looking for. Yeah, so I've got loads of shift dresses that I just find at charity shops. Um, yeah, I've, I sometimes buy a new outfit for a wedding, but it'll be from a charity shop. It's very rare that I actually go out and buy... Because I find clothes like that very expensive. And I also find that there's sometimes a high chance of someone wearing a similar thing to you. If you're following like, the latest fashion trend, if you're just going to like, Topshop or Primark, you're going to wear something probably that someone else is wearing. Um, and I just have more fun in charity shops. Um, so if I find like a smart dress, I'll use and it's it fits. I'll usually buy it, and I'll think I'll wear that to a wedding. Um, that's usually how it works. Yeah, I like that. I like that. People kind of wearing things that you know that nobody else is going to have on. Yeah, I do. I've been to a wedding where a girl had a dress on that was the same as the bridesmaids. You're kidding. And she was so embarrassed. Oh gosh, I would, I would literally leave. I would ask someone if they had like a spare dress. Somewhere. Oh, she was dying. She was dying. It, like it wasn't her fault. Like if they choose to get the bloody yeah. bridesmaids dresses from the high street, then it it might happen, and yeah. it did. Oh gosh, I often buy like one dress per season, as it were, and okay. I just wear it to the multiple weddings. Okay, because I think people often spend a lot of money on clothes, and then they keep them for best, so they'll. They'll pay hardly anything for, like, a pair of jeans that they wear every day for a month. But then they'll pay, like, hundreds of pounds for a dress that they only wear on special occasions. So I'm like, no, wear your favourite things as much as you can. So if I can buy a dress for a wedding, I want to wear as many weddings as I can. And it's unlikely that there'll be massive crossover of guests. And also boys wear the same outfit. I know. Yeah, no, I think it's like... I think sometimes people overthink it a bit too much... And it's also important to be comfortable. Um, yes, this wedding in Nice, it was Hot. bloody boiling. <laughs> yeah. um, so usually I would wear a sort of suit jacket with the dress, with the shift dress, but I was like, no. I literally, I just bought... And the Airbnb we were staying in had a spare parasol. I was just sitting there, and it went with, with my outfit, which was great. So I had a parasol. I actually might invest in one because it was really good, like keeping the sun. Yeah, and I'm quite keen on a parasol. They they can save a lot of sunburn, that's for sure. Now, if you're going to a wedding and you could kind of plan the day out as a guest, what would be like your perfect wedding day as a guest? Um... So I think I think um, not too much waiting around, and maybe that makes me very British and white because I've been to some non-traditional English weddings. Um, so I've been to like hin- hin- Hindi weddings and Swazi in Swaziland. I went to a wedding, um, and whilst like with a Hindu wedding, like it was, um, we got a break in between, which was really nice, and like. Um, we were able to sit around and the weather was nice but like there was like a the ceremony was long and then there was like a five hour wait until the evening thing so yeah it was a bit of a wait I don't, I'm not too keen on much waiting around when I went to um, a Sikh wedding recently I arrived at three well actually I arrived at quarter to three because the invitation said three so of course I arrived 15 minutes early because why wouldn't you and then there was like tea and um, different sweet treats were being served. 
because we kind of waited around there but actually nothing happened until five and when I spoke to my friend afterwards he went did you arrive at quarter to three and I went well yes because the invitation said three and he said were there only white people there and I said yes (laughs) he said said, did only any any non-white people arrive at five and I was like yes that's right he went yeah you're an idiot and I was like well why did you put three why did you put three And then I remember with the Swazi wedding, that was actually in Swaziland, but I remember our friends were like, we're not getting there for the start. And like we, we really went, like, mid-afternoon. Um, and the ceremony had already happened, and they were they were dancing, but doing traditional dance. Uh, and it felt like they were dancing for about five hours. Um, but I'd apparently heard, and I wasn't there to see it, but, like, I think the, the man goes to the woman's, like, homestead and like knocks on the door and she doesn't come out and then eventually she does come out and then they kind of drag her um, to marry him uh, but it's seen as like the man fighting for the woman that he wants um, and then they have the libola which is the bride price and they hand over these cows because um, it's different in, in other cultures there's the dowry yeah. which is you know um, so in, in Swazi I think in Bantu culture so um, sub-Saharan Africa like you, the bride is worth however many cows and that's her worth to the family and they need to be compensated for losing her to the new family, the man's family. But I think in other cultures with the dowry, um, it works the other way round, which I think is really interesting in terms of how they view women. I don't know. I still think, as much as I love weddings, there will always be something that sits uneasy with me in the firm patriarchy within yeah, weddings sure. in waiting for the boy to ask the father giving you away like yeah. all those things I just think a madness in 2018 yeah yeah and it's still so I mean look at Love Island like Megan asking where's to be her boyfriend like that was seen as really progressive and like was it a little bit like it was not that anyone was like that's weird it was really nice i just like that wes was also thinking of us yeah it was cute sweet yeah i love them now but yeah i (laughs) I do think there's still that sort of and the asking permission that cringes me out majorly i would be so Um, furious i've mentioned this on the podcast before i would be so furious if someone asked my parents permission before i knew i was going to be proposed to so weird i'd be living no people still do that though I think they Talk do. Aristocrats. And I think they do. Like um, some friends of mine, he'd asked the mum and dad, um, and then they literally felt anxious for months every time the phone rang because they were like, <gasps> "Is it going to be this time? Oh, oh no, gosh. it's not. Is it going to be this time? Oh no, it's not." Um, but I can understand. It's like a respect thing and all that kind of jazz. But I just think it's weird. Mm. It's not how. But I, I, but I find it. a lot of things weird. Like maybe it's because um, you know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met anyone I would want to marry. I think, like, the whole proposal, there's something quite cringe about it. Um, and I think I would be really embarrassed. Um, I do, do you know what I mean? Like, someone would be like, hi, I love you, I want to marry you, giving you a ring. I, do, I don't know. Maybe if I was in the moment, I'd be like, this is really sweet. But but the ring, again, I find yeah. weird. I don't know. It's, like, very... I think I'd be really cross if someone spent that much money on me. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, and a ring that you didn't like, I would die. Well, Could you imagine? Like if Harry, I if I do get engaged, um, I would want my mum's engagement ring. Aww. So I, I, maybe this is why I'm single is because I'm like so controlled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this all first date chat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, firmly, firmly. <laughs> it's sent in an email to them ahead of uh, our first drink. Uh, but yeah, I think that 
someone spending thousands of pounds on a piece of jewellery, I'd just be like, but we could do something more fun with that. So there was a great article, I think, on the BBC recently about a, a woman who spent 10000 on her wedding and she still regrets it. She was like, everyone was, like, pissed. Like, where was the point? No one cared that we had all these little favours and these little canapes when I would dinner al- was coming. And- when I'm king of the world, I'm also going to ban uh, wedding favours. Because oh, I, right, I yeah. think they're a waste of time and a they waste are. of money. Because unless it's something really, really, really different, which, truthfully, nine times out of ten, it isn't, I just think you've wasted money and I've now got the embarrassment of having to get whatever nonsense you've given me home in my tiny clutch bag So, because I haven't got pockets. So just stop. If everyone just stopped. The best wedding favour, though, I got was in Nice. What did you get? It was a tea bag. A tea bag? Which was great because we didn't have English tea in Nice. Uh, And the bride is really into tea. Uh, We always share that connection. In her speech, she talked about how the best thing her parents did for her was teach her how to make a cup of tea. Uh, and it was another one of those bits where I was laughing my head off because I really, <laughs> really spoke to me. I was like, that is so important, tea. Um, and, yeah, we got a tea bag. And it was great because, when you know, when you go to France, you just drink coffee for a week and it's awful. Um, you can't, and you can't order tea because it's rubbish tea. Yeah, so. I do take my own tea bags on holiday with me. But I think favours like that, where there's a bit of thought, but they've, yeah, that's they've spent no money and no effort. I like that. I don't want, like, trinkets. I don't want things that I can see they've, like, had a sort of um, assembly line and they've all spent hours. Like, I don't like to think of that happening. I just don't like people wasting money. Mm. True, yeah. I just don't like that. Um, are you sure weddings aren't a bit of a waste of money? No, I don't think they are, because I think they're really special. And I think they... Like, they are such an important part of our society, whether we like it or not. And I think watching your friends stand in front of each other and proclaim this lifelong love for each other is really, really moving. And I think it invests more in your part in their relationship. And then I think having that kind of celebration, like, all of the happy memories that you're going to have in your life, so many of them will be around those kind of occasions of weddings Mm -hmm. and the birth of people's children and christenings or um, whatever a non-religious christening is. I can't think what we call it. Ba- oh, baptism. baptism. All those things. Yeah. Um, or, you know, a naming ceremony, whatever they are. And then wedding anniversaries and all those kind of things. And I just think they're really joyous. And I think if we... Although I don't think people should bankrupt themselves with weddings, I still think there's a way of putting on a really, really beautiful service and a beautiful day to celebrate you but also to celebrate your friends because the reason you're having them there is because you want to all celebrate together and to have this glorious time yeah no I I, like I agree and I think sometimes people see it as quite like old fashioned to still like the idea of a wedding um like I, I kind of it's almost you can separate it in a way from marriage because it is a big party with all your friends um, and I think it's worth doing. And I'm, I'm really, you know, there is that thing of like getting like um, feminist men sort of telling you that like weddings and marriage is patriarchal and you shouldn't want them. There, re- I've seen that happen. Um, it's kind of happened to me. Uh, it's very patronising, but it's also like, well, I want an, I want a lovely day with the person I love and to share our love with the world, but that side of stuff does really cringe me out 
like the whole walking down the aisle saying those lines, giving a speech, like I was happy to give a speech for my friend, but I, I don't think I really could. I, ju- I just don't know. It cringes me out. No, I'm quite content with all those things. Um, I think they'll be really lovely, but also I think there's just something really wonderful about putting a wedding on because you're sharing it with the people you love most Mm. and I think there's some this is why who you invite to your wedding is so important and why being a dedicated guest is so important because you're paying a lot of money to have that person there so if you're inviting someone reluctantly don't invite them Mm. and like I often say to people when you're planning your guest list only invite someone who you be prepared to have to your own house for dinner or if you had to sit next to them yourself at your own wedding, you wouldn't be disappointed. Because you don't want to have that weird table with that strange uncle or that odd friend. Or Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm Irish. We oh, would have to invite family. everyone. Mm-hmm. We, uh, people, everyone, those in Australia, those everywhere. You just have to. It's like you would cause too much offence if you didn't. And that's kind of fine with me because the Irish are fun at weddings. Um... The Irish always need a drink, though, before they dance. Really? Yeah, often, yeah. Um, it always drives my mum mad. She doesn't drink. So she's on the dance floor about, in a, you know, an Irish wedding. She's grooving dances. away, waiting yeah. for everyone else to come join her. Yeah. She's got um, the rhythm. What Another thing I would say, um, which I think is in, like, has always interested me, is the um, asking for money on your... Um, little cards or whatever it is on your no box gifts yeah um so my theory is that if you don't mention it people are more inclined to give more Um, i agree um this uh seat wedding i went to on the invitation it said no box gifts to which i assumed meant money so therefore i gave them gave them 50 quid because it was clear to me that you know i do feel when people put it's your presence not your presence that is required i'm like all right well i'm not giving you anything (laughs) Whereas, as you say, if they put nothing or put no box gifts, I'd be like, "All oh, right, you want you want a paper gift? I un- I understand." But this weird, oh, we've already got cutlery, but we'd quite like a holiday. Like, I don't need to know what you're going to spend the money on. I also think it's a very English thing, and I think other cultures think it's weird how we treat that kind of thing. Because um, I think asking for money is a, is a weird cultural thing that sometimes other cultures think is a bit rude in many ways, and I would be inclined to agree with them. Um, there was this story I read recently, which was a couple who invited... He was like an Arab sheikh or someone. He was like a billionaire businessman. And they didn't really know him that well, but they were like, let's invite him to our wedding because we like him a lot. Um, and in the invitation, they had the like John Lewis gift thing. He was thoroughly confused by this. Obviously, it's not part of his culture. So, of course, he bought everything. No. And he just thought the English are so... So greedy. Like, the English are so weird asking me to buy them gifts. Like, it's a very interesting, like, cultural thing, I think. Like, that idea that you... Here's my gift list. Buy me some stuff. But I my do guests. love going through someone's gift list. I hate... Oh, oh my God, no, I love it. it. No, I love to go oh. through it and see how greedy they are. Oh. Oh, you need a new flat screen television, do you? So Goodness. strange. I'm sorry. Uh, and I quite... I like buying people off list. Like, if I know them well, I'd be like, I'm going to get them this that represents them as a couple, something that I know they like. But I do enjoy going through people's gift lists mm. and being like... I it more. Yeah. I know a friend <laughs> who um, put, like, really trendy jeans on her... No way. ...gift list. So her and her husband had matching really... It was, like, a new pair of Levi's a few, like, a decade or something ago that were, like, really expensive. 
And I felt that maybe didn't have the spirit no, of spiders and clays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, um, sorry, huge Sex and City fan. That episode when Carrie, um, lo- she loses her shoes at a kids' party, um, and she sort of says to the mum, like, "You owe me some shoes. Someone nicked my shoes because you made me take my shoes off." To- and they were like, "Jimmy, shoes to come to your kids' party." And it becomes this whole thing about how, like, because Carrie's not had kids, not married, she's never had that sort of um, that opportunity to have her friends buy her really expensive gifts. Um, and I think it's true. It's like what you just need to ha- have a man or get married to, like, have your friends buy you stuff. Yeah, this is why I think the older you get, if you're still single, you suddenly have much bigger birthday parties when it's a significant birthday. Oh, do you? Yeah, mm, because otherwise, when are you going to be celebrated? That's true. Yeah, I should have thought of that, really. I'm still holding out that I will get married eventually. You're still very young. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, my mum's making me worry. But what's the point? Like, mm. there's no point marrying the wrong person and the right person will present themselves. He might be rich, though. Then that's, that's brilliant. Right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that's winning the lottery. Yeah. You know. Wrong person but rich, I mean. Oh, right. Oh, OK, we'll marry them then, divorce them and take yeah. 50%, I guess. Mm. I don't. I mean, don't do that. That's a waste mm. of everybody's time. But you'll, you'll work it out. Well, that's been brilliant. I've loved our chit-chat. Um, yeah. And enjoy the rest of the weddings that you're going to this year. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Take care. So there we have it. That was me and Danny discussing being guests at weddings. Uh, it sounds like she has been to a lot of very fun weddings and has got some fun ones coming up. So I hope she very much does enjoy that. We both really love being guests at weddings. So it was really nice just to kind of chat about how much we enjoy those celebrations and how important those celebrations are and I really did love how uh, she's going to have a very different outfit to me at her wedding all Victorian and covered up versus my very very short dress so I know it was fun very fun to talk about but do tune in next week do remember to rate review and subscribe as allegedly it helps other people find us I don't know how that works but that's what I hear do follow us on the social at Wedding Guest Pod. Um, and also do check out the Edinburgh Fringe website because I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but for the whole of August, I will be performing my show, Wedding Guest Extraordinaire, at the Waverley Bar at noon each day. It's part of the PBH Free Fringe. So you don't need to book tickets, you just need to turn up on the day. And I will be doing a show that's all about the love and joy of weddings. So if you're in Edinburgh, come along. It would be lovely to see you all. But uh, do take care. Um, I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire. <laughs>